For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. The opinions of the commentator or commentators are solely those of the commentators and not of CJAD 800 or Astral Media Radio. CJD time is 7.07. Good evening. Welcome to a brand new program here on CJAD. It's called What Keeps You Up Nights. It's presented by Fuller Landau. It's a new business program on CJAD about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, and my co-host, as you'll hear him every Monday night at 7 p.m., is Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Josh, welcome back. Thank you very much. Hello. So what is on the menu this evening? Oh, it's a great show to start off 2010, Dan. We have here tonight Stuart Webster from Stuart Webster Design, landscaping and uh, an architect. And uh, I know time is very precious in this hour, this first uh, show back in 2010. So Stuart, thank you for joining us. Welcome. And uh, I guess just to start us off, tell us about how you got started in this business. Tell us a little bit about it and what's involved. And, uh, and we'll leave from there. Uh, thanks, guys. It's great to be here. Um, the uh, the business uh, of uh, landscape and, and design that I have is uh, is something I started about 12, 13 years ago. Um, I got into it sort of haphazardly um, in that I started with a, a store in, in uh, Ogilvy's called uh, Dig This um, and wasn't really into the landscape at that point. Um, from then, I, uh, I had some clients that uh, approached me about getting into the uh, landscape architecture side of it, um, which is what I had studied for. And um, it, it literally started with uh, a client coming to me and saying, uh, I need three plants, uh, can you help me out? So uh, I charged her like $20 and, and did that. And then uh, Now, and then why, why landscaping and design? Like, where did this come from? Out of the blue? Is this in your blood? I mean, t tell us about that. No, well, it's, uh, it's something that's been a part of me, I think, for a long time. I, I grew up in nature. I grew up in the townships. Uh, my father studied as an architect. Uh, I've always had a passion for art. Uh, I went to university, studied art history. Um, while I was studying art history, I um, I took a course called Renaissance Gardens and Landscape Architecture, and that was sort of the light bulb that went off in, in my head. And from then, went to England, studied uh, landscape design, and then came back here. and uh, And as I said, was very eager to start uh, to start doing landscape design, but unfortunately, uh, arrived here during the referendum and uh, was not much to do um, in Montreal, and started this this store, and then that led into the. Uh, so, fr so from this retail store, you had your first project, somebody approached you and said, you know, I've got this backyard or, or front lawn and I'd, I'd really like to make it look outstanding. What do I do? Was that really how it first happened? That was pretty, pretty much it. And I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I didn't have a business. I, uh, I literally, as I said, probably charged $20 for the hour consultation. Um, I, had, uh, I had no experience. I mean, everything I had was basically from, from the studies. So... Um, it was only by doing that I that I started learning. And then you hired your first employee, ten employees. Uh, like you know, how did the business get rolling? Did you incorporate right away? Did you just go and get at it? It was June, July. The weather's beating down. Yeah. And no, I had uh, I had the fortune of getting a call from uh, family friends who had just built a new house. It was sort of their dream house. They were working with somebody they weren't happy with. They called me. The interview went something like, "Do you have a portfolio?" No. Um, how do you work? I don't know. What do you charge? I don't know. Um, but they, we seemed to click. They really liked me, and it turned into a, a, a very large project, and I got to gain lots of experience. And then from then, I decided to incorporate a business um, and uh, 
the project was large enough that I could create a portfolio that looked like a lot of different gardens based on this one garden and uh, went out and started selling myself and um, and then I slowly hired one person my first employee I hired her when she was uh, six months pregnant she didn't know how to type and um, I didn't know what I w again didn't know what I was <laughs> doing in HR um, and uh, she's still with me though and and uh, um, anyway it's been it's been a crazy ride yeah uh, this is uh, a new show on CJD all about business people just like you who have struggled and who have managed to succeed in the end my name is Dan Delmar along with Frollo Landau's Josh Miller and our guest this evening is landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster design if you have a question for Stuart you can give us a call right now at 514-790-0991 that's 790-0991 star talk star 8255 on your Bell Mobility cell phone so you started off with the one employee she's still working for you as you say how many people are you today and how did it there was a, a gradual increase or did it kind of just get right there no it's been a it's been a an evolution over 10 years um, I now have 65 employees in season uh, 18 full-time um, part of the evolution was just growth from that one employee and the first business uh, first clients uh, to about 12 employees uh, at the time we were doing the landscapes and then uh, we were not having anybody who was able to maintain these gardens the way we had created them so I started a very small maintenance crew uh, as well as the landscape architecture firm and then in 2001 um, I was approached by another competitor who um, was looking to get out of the business who had more of the contracting side of the, of the landscape business and so we went through a series of discussions and negotiations and everything and, and I ended up buying that business um, which uh, which sort of increased it dramatically and uh, brought up a whole bunch of issues in terms of mergers and things like that. So, so you weren't exactly expecting this acquisition at the time. Was it a, was it a smooth transition? Did you have to do a, a lot of hand-holding, some stroking people's backs, say, hey, this is, this is kind of the way that we're working here? Uh, how did that go? And did, you, and did you, you know, with the old owner, did he stay involved? And how did that work? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't something I was out there looking for. It was something that was sort of put on my my plate um, as an opportunity, and I saw it as as such. Uh, at the time, the previous owner we negotiated for him to stay on for two years to sort of see the transition through. That's probably one of the things I've learned is that I I, I probably should have just said, "Here's your check and thank you very much." So you didn't quite see eye to eye with him the whole time. Well, I would say, uh, being in the time I was in the 20s and he was in the late 60s, um, so it was different corporate cultures, it was different uh, visions and ideas about where we wanted to go. He was at the end of his career, I was at the beginning of my career. Uh, needless to say, it was, it, was, it was difficult at times, and he had his staff uh, that I had to blend into my way of thinking and my way of wanting to do things. And I think if, looking back, I think if I had said, here's your check and thank you very much, the transition probably would have been faster and smoother over, over I think time. we're going to explore that right after the break. Yes, uh, let's. We're speaking with uh, Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. This is a new program on CJAD all about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. It's called What Keeps You Up Nights, and it'll be presented every Monday evening at 7 p.m. If you have a question for Stuart Webster, if you're a business owner yourself and need some inspiration, you can always uh, talk to us right now live at 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, Star 8255 on Bell Mobility. You can even text your message to 514-8255. For 25 cents. CJD time is coming up to 7.15. Time now to check your drive. 
For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Seven seventeen on Montreal's News Talk Leader CJAD eight hundred, inspiring stories from outstanding business people. My name is Dan Delmar, and I'm joined by Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, as we will be doing every Monday night. This is what keeps you up nights on CJAD. Our guest this evening is landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. If you have a question for Stuart, if you're a struggling uh, business owner and need some maybe um, a bit of a kick in the rear end or some inspiration, you can uh, call, give us a call right now and uh, talk to uh, Mr. Webster, who is um, a success story. Uh, born here, uh, right here in Montreal, 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. We were talking, Stuart, before about uh, the acquisition. You're bringing on new people, uh, kind of corporate culture. Uh, when you brought on this, this new group of people, and it was, from what you were telling us, very different, how did you treat that? How did you bring them into your own corporate culture, and how did it evolve along the way? Well, I think uh, first and foremost, uh, you're taking uh, a corporate culture that I had created, which was a, a very young one. Most of the people I was surrounded with were, were probably under 30 at the time, um, blending in with a corporate culture that had a mixed bag of ages and was coming from a well-established business. So putting those two together was, was incredibly difficult. Um, Did you find that because of your age, there was potentially a lack of respect? I think there was a little bit of a lack of respect or a little bit of, oh, I see him making mistakes or, or I wouldn't do it that way or uh, if I were you and all of those kind of things sort of came out, which were, which were very difficult to overcome. That was probably the most challenging or one of the most challenging times in my business. And uh, I, I really, what I, what I ended up looking at was the, the, the right people. I wanted people with a positive attitude. I wanted people that were um, constantly going to be... Uh, be interested and engaged uh, in what they do and um, and it took me a while to go through that but eventually I, I fleshed out some of the people that I wasn't happy with um, and um, and was sort of just by reinforcing over and over my vision and what I wanted to do and having the patience to, to get through it I, I, I eventually did but so did you lead by example or you called meetings you had annual general meetings like how did you get the message across um, a, well, a lot of it is, is uh, well, part of it is by leading by example and, and showing the way. And, uh, and part of it is just uh, establishing a, a team. I mean, I basically had to deconstruct the team and build it back up. And it's something we still work on, on every day. I mean, now, nowadays I, I do retreats every year with my staff. Um, we do uh, Senka sets. We do um, lunch, lunch and learns uh, from time to time. We have uh, meetings when necessary, important meetings, but uh, um, I really work very, very hard on, on my team and I spend a lot of time and effort working on them. And they've, they've all become my friends and, and we have, a, I think, a great corporate culture because of that. But, but it's, it's, it's literally taken me 10 years. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. This is What Keeps You Up Nights on a CJAD, presented by Fuller Landau. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. And uh, we're talking with uh, Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. And uh, Josh, I guess um, you want to talk more about, uh, I guess, how, how it is to manage employees or how difficult uh, that is to do in an organization? I think, with, especially with a growing organization and people that are coming from one company and going into a brand new company, new owner, new colleagues, new environment, new corporate culture. Uh, it's got to be a lot to take in. So the, the ownership has really got to 
lift, roll up their sleeves and kind of show them. And, and I think that's what Stuart's trying to explain to us. Stuart, is there any one exercise that you went through with your people or, or something that stands out that, that really brought them more on board than something else? Well, one, one thing is uh, I, bought, I bought this book called Who Moved My Cheese, which is basically a very short book. It's, it's about 50 pages long. Um, and it's all it's it addresses exactly that change and and the people that adapt change and move forward with change are the ones that benefit in the long run the ones that do that quickly anyway that that are able to transgress a lot of the the fears and the problems that that are um, a result of of two corporate cultures coming together so I literally photocopied I don't know 20 20 times the the book and passed it out to everyone and read about it and then we talked a lot about it and that one stands out. I mean, again, I'm going back uh, eight, nine years now, but that one stood out as as uh, one of the moments that that made a difference. And um, and I think you know, fear is probably one of the biggest things to address when you have that kind of corporate culture. Whether it's three thousand employees you're merging together or four employees or whatever it is, everybody's am I, I going to have my job? Am I am I going to be working next to this guy? Am I gonna, whatever it is? It's uh, it's very difficult. How important is it to be friends with your coworkers and your, your employees? You were mentioning you had sets and stuff like that. Uh, these are exercises that, that must boost morale. Uh, do you make an, a conscious effort to sort of get to know your employees or to even to maybe see them socially? I, I, I do. I, I think, uh, I think the, the base of any good business is, is the trust that you establish with your coworkers. And it's not just a trust, uh, meaning I, I think you, I can trust you to do the job, but that I trust you implicitly to tell me, you know, if something's bothering you, if you have a problem with your family, or, and to establish that, that um, I think it makes for an amazing corporate culture. So um, I have become friends with many of my employees, um, or all of my employees, I should say, and um, we, we laugh a lot. We have a great time together. And it's amazing because we can literally flip that switch and go back to being the professional people we need to be and we can flip the switch back and and do it it's it's my one downfall though is I'm, i probably could be harder on my employees and they they've said this to me we did an exercise recently um sharing positive and negatives about each other i think and trust is a is a is a huge component that uh, that i'd like to score, explore a little further just after this. Sure, we'll take a quick break and more with uh, Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. If you have a question uh, for Stuart, give us a call right now at 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talks are 8255 on Bell Mobility. This is What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Seven thirty-two on Montreal's news talk leader CJAD eight hundred. This new show is all about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end. My name is Dan Delmar, and my co-host is Florlando's Josh Miller. You can listen to what keeps you up nights every Monday night at seven p.m. And our guest this evening is landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. And uh, Stuart, just um, refresh our memory a bit. Tell us a bit about your business, and um, uh, tell us about these wonderful garden creations that you make. I was sort of browsing your website, and you create these little. Uh, which basically is, is an oasis in the middle of um, a city uh, property, I guess. How do you create those little uh, pieces of serenity, those little pieces of paradise in someone's busy backyard? Yeah, well, then uh, I have a landscape architecture firm, a landscape construction company, so we basically design, build, and maintain um, primarily high-end residential gardens uh, throughout 
Quebec or region of Montreal, but we've gone a little bit further afield. Um, and uh, and we do exactly that. We specialize in transforming uh, your your soggy old grass into a into a wonderful oasis. And a lot of uh, our business is really about um, about the outdoor living environment. I mean, when I started, it was it was very much uh, just give me some plants and make me a walkway. But now it's really about how you can take me outside, how I can become part of my outdoor space. So uh, built-in uh, outdoor kitchen areas and dining areas and living areas and covered areas and heated areas. And, um, so, with the, so with the growth of your business, Stuart, um, th- there was, you started off with a small job, you grew from there. How did you get the word out? How did you grow? How did your, your customers start coming to you? Was there a method to your madness? Was it word of mouth? How did, it, how did that go? Yeah, it was prim- at the beginning it was primarily word of mouth because you're short on funds to do big advertising campaigns and things like that. So I was really uh, focused on my current client, making sure that uh, I did an amazing job for them because I figured they're my next best um, meal ticket. So, um, And I really had a long-term vision, I guess, because I was young and probably innocent and didn't know what I was doing. But I really had a, a long vision saying, if something's not done right, I'm going to go back and fix it once or twice or three times or however many times till till I really satisfied the client and um, that's costly at, at first but uh, but it was really I really wanted to build a reputation I really wanted to make sure that I was known for doing quality work and standing behind my work and uh, and I think that that unto itself uh, led to the the first clients that started following um, then we were able to, to gain some funds and do some some marketing um, we've done some in some uh, home renovation magazines um, in Quebec. Uh, we've done some newspapers. We've tried a bunch of different things. Is we there s- something that's worked better than others? I mean, word of mouth is clearly the best because your clients are your likely your best referrals, but the print, the, the perhaps radio, like what worked the best that you found? I would say, um, well, the, the best by far is a, a direct referral from an interior designer, an architect, uh, somebody that's already in the business that's usually the best other than that we've had some success with some some magazines um, sort of very niche market high-end um, living magazines um, and I would say the that recently especially I would say in the last three four years uh, the website is uh, is becoming more and more so we're about to go through a transformation and redo the the website I mean when I go see clients now almost all of them have said oh, I don't need to see your portfolio I've been on the website I, I spent an hour looking at everything um, so we're, we're about to relaunch all of that um, this winter. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. I'm Dan Delmar, joined by Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. And our guest this evening is Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. We're talking a bit about marketing and uh, how does a new business owner uh, dive right into that marketing uh, uh, world, I guess, and how did you do it, um, especially if you're on a budget? Um, well... <laughs> A lot by trial and error um, and really hoping, you know, really understanding, trying to understand your market, your niche. Um, I really wanted to have a niche. Everyone's like, why don't you get into commercial? Why don't you do municipal or bigger jobs? And I said, I I, I enjoy the relationships that I build with a residential client, which I don't feel I would get with a corporate or municipal client. Um, And so understanding your niche and and knowing where to focus your energy, I think, is first and foremost uh, of importance. And um, and as I said, trial and trial and error is a lot of it. It's it for me. Advertising is one of the most difficult things because tracking it. We ask all of our clients, "How did you hear from us?" A lot of them, it's from multiple sources. But to get the client to say, "I saw you in this magazine, and that's why I'm calling," 
and then track that on an ongoing basis and be able to then analyze that data and say, oh, this is worth our while, is I found to be very difficult. So so now that you're getting your clients and you're, you're ramped up and you have your season, which is basically spring and summer, if I, if I can figure it out correctly, it's a very cyclical business. So how do, how do you operate for the 12, full 12 months of the year? Are you you're going crazy on, on site for six, seven months and and you're, you're on the beach for the other five months. Uh, how, how do you work out those, those cyclical timings for your business? Yeah, it's, um, I, I've pretty much come to realize the cycles of the business very clearly. And it's for the way I see it, I basically have two cycles. Um, I have the clients I sign in the fall. We do the designs over the winter, and we build in the spring and early summer. And then I have the clients I sign in the early spring and summer, and we design and we build in the late summer, fall. Um, and those are the two main waves. So May, June is incredibly busy, and September, October is equally busy. And um, there's things like leading up to Labor Day, there's no calls. And then right after Labor Day, all the start calls start coming in. Everybody's back from vacation. The kids are back in school, and, and the parents can start worrying about other things. Um, and in the winter, we, we really take the opportunity to work on our business. And I work on the business, and I work on the staff, and we have meetings about um, job reviews and analysis and how we can change things and making sure that Im information gets disseminated through through everyone. Um, I also take vacations. Um, very fortunate. It's a great lifestyle because I, I do get to, to take uh, time off for myself and the family. Um, well, when your wife's sitting on your advisory board, I, I hope that is the case. Yes, it is the case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what is it like wor working with, uh, with family or with a spouse? Um, well, it's something we thought long and hard about. My, my wife has a background in communications and marketing and client services. And um, obviously that's all important things for, for a business. Um, and uh, one day I had gone through a series of uh, bad days and um, I think I had one or I had two clients, uh, two uh, staff that had left. And uh, I was a little bit discouraged because I thought I had found a person or a place and then they decided to say no. So anyway, I walked home and came in the door and my wife had a big glass of wine. She says, I have an idea. Anyway, I, had, I finished off the <laughs> glass of wine and then... Just the uh, glass. Then had yeah. a couple more. And, <laughs> and then um, and we talked a lot about it. We talked to a lot of friends that we knew that worked with our spouses. And um, they basically said, you know, you have, you have two people, you have two egos you have to maintain. So as long as you're very clear about what each other's role is and um, you don't try and step on each other's toes and you try not to talk about it when you get home at night. Um, those are really the, the key success factors. And because my wife will admit this, she can't tell a rose from a, from a lavender. Um, Neither she, can I. Yeah, and she doesn't want anything to do with the, uh, the architectural and the creative side. So, You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Uh, Dan Delmar, along with Full Orlando's Josh Miller, uh, along here uh, every Monday night now at 7 p.m. And uh, Josh... Um, take it away. I guess we're speaking with uh, landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. Let's turn to financing for a minute, Stuart. Uh, you know, from the beginning right up until, you know, the, the acquisition of, uh, of the business that, that you had uh, about seven, eight years ago, how did the financing come into play? And, uh, and, and did you have any pitfalls? Did you work around it? How did that, how did that happen? Well, I started, I started off the business, again, um, basically not really having a business. It was just me. So as long as I was earning enough money to, to uh, keep, me, keep me going. And at the time, I was young enough. I'd just come back from university. I was living at home with my parents, so I didn't really have a lot of expenses. Um, and then uh, 
when it was time to to grow the business, um, my my parents were fortunate. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have my parents invest a small amount um, to get me going, and I I took some money of my myself, and and that was really what what got me started. And then from then on, um, it's pretty much been um, self financing uh, from one thing to another, until I a few years ago I made a, a bad business decision and uh, and it caused a, a real cash flow crunch. Um, and so then I had to go and look to uh, alternative sources, and, it, it, and eventually I I found the only option I had was to take a life insurance policy that I had, and um, take money from that to to keep the business afloat. So, is there something specific you learned from that experience, and how did that affect? How did it make you feel? How did it affect the business, the family? I think um, I think I'm. Looking back on it now, it was a uh, it was not a, a good f- good time to be and not a good feeling, but I think uh, if there's one thing I've really learned, it's uh, the the best thing you can do is fail at <laughs> at your at your business or fail at what you're doing and make a lot of mistakes and they're all all of those failures are gifts and you you learn from them and and um, and uh, if I had to go back and and do it again, I, I probably would have taken a different decision. Taking some money out of a, of a life insurance policy is a pretty heavy decision. Uh, how far would you have gone to save your business? How, how, how much personal risk would you assume for that business? Um, that's a very good question. I don't, I don't know if I know the answer to that. Um, but uh, I can tell you that my business is, is outside of my family. It's my other family. I mean, I spend, I spend more time with, uh, with my coworkers than I do with my children during the week and, uh, and well, with my wife. Uh, until she started working with me, um, so the thought of not having having my business and having my my other family would be a, a very difficult uh, decision and choice for me. So, um, you know, what I was at the time, I, I I had those discussions about am I ready to do this or not, and uh, I knew I was, and I knew I was ready to put in the the time and the effort and and make the transition, and and as a result, we've had. Um, basically three great years back to back since then and it's been uh, it's been a great a great success if you you know with the with the economy the way it's been the, the last year or so has that had an effect have you had to make any adjustments whatsoever uh no we surprisingly uh, going into uh go, well going back a year and a bit ago um when Barristan collapsed and everything started going south um I think everybody was sitting there looking at their business saying, oh my God, what's the, what's the next few months going to be? Um, this past year, we did notice a drop in the design sales, um, probably about a 20 or 30% drop in design sales. And I, I noticed that I had to do a lot more selling, um, meaning that in the past, uh, just the portfolio and our reputation and things sort of did a lot of the selling for it. But I had to do a lot, of, a lot more hand-holding, a lot more of convincing. Um, on the landscape side, um, we had uh, as good numbers as we did in the past, um, if not a little bit better. Um, we were fortunate to have a, a, a couple of big projects would help push us through that. Um, and on the maintenance side, we lost a little bit of maintenance, but we started doing more smaller planting jobs, um, sort of five to ten thousand dollar planting jobs where people want to have their front plantings done, but the walkway and the porch and the deck and everything else is fine. So that, that sort of made up for the, the little bit of loss that we had in the, or a little attrition that we had in the maintenance side. 
We'll talk more about weathering the storm with uh, landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD, a new show about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end. My name is Dan Delmar, and my co-host for this program every Monday night at 7 p.m. is Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. CJAD time is 7.45. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. CJD time is coming up to 7.47. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Dan Delmar and Florlando's Josh Miller are your hosts every Monday night at 7 p.m. And our guest this evening is landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. And uh, guys, before the break, we were talking a bit about struggling, especially uh, the economy the way it has now. And um, how to basically, Stuart, um, keep your morale up during these tough times. And how did you manage uh, to, I guess, um, I guess, project confidence to your employees and to your customers, even when things um, weren't at their best? Well, it's, a, I think, a day-to-day thing. You have to, you know, when the elevator door opens, you have to have the smile on your face and, and the confidence and, and, uh, and uh, you know, be honest with your, your staff when, the, when things aren't going um, the way you expect them to go. Get the group together and see uh, what alternatives you can, you can bring to the table. I mean, uh, my designers all got together at one point in the year and um, in June, I think, and... Uh, and came up with uh, different strategies, different ideas, uh, how we could, how we could approach things uh, differently to try to, to draw in business, but it's uh, and and to try and think how you can use those the resources or the opportunities to advance you maybe not tomorrow but maybe a year from now, and so that's one of the things we focused on. We have new ideas that we want to push forward uh, for the future, um, and so we're taking some of that downtime and putting it into it. So it's a it's a shorter-term investment for me, and I'm hoping it's going to yield yield returns uh, moving forward. So earlier you commented on your management style, getting close to your employees and your team and kind of making it feel like a family, and you feel that this could be one of the benefits that come out of it, that in the quieter times or in possibly some, some down times, economic times, they really thrive. They really come out and try and look at what's the best interest of the company. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I... I can think of three or four occasions where, you know, they came to me and said, "We've been thinking. We've we st- we stayed here later last night. We drew up some idea." We, um, and when that kind of thing happens, uh, as a as a business owner, it puts a it puts a big smile on your face and it makes you feel really good about about what you've created and and the team you have around you. So you've built this uh, build this this phenomenal business. It's going. It's it's a revolving door somewhat because you have new projects coming uh, each month, each year. You've built this great team. You are happy where you are today, but where's tomorrow? Where's tomorrow taking you? What vision does Stuart Webster have for the next year, three years, five years? Yeah, I'm 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 happy where I am, but I'm never really happy. I just uh, I mean I'm always happy. I just uh, I never satisfied, man. Never satisfied. That's probably the better word. Thank you. Ambition um, is important. Ambition is important. Yes. So one of the things uh, one of the things we're working on is um, I see a huge um, movement into sort of environmental design, meaning uh, green roofs, living walls, uh, restorations of uh, of waterfronts. Um, some of them because some public policy is coming in. But I um, mean, green roofs is a is a been a huge thing in Europe and Japan and and elsewhere in the world. Um, and uh, it's starting in the states. It's uh, Chicago's doing uh, a lot with it, and some of the other s- uh, cities in the states are doing it. Toronto's starting to get on board, but I think uh, Canada's lagging behind in in that particular thing. And I, I went 
did a bunch of courses and became one of North America's, I don't know, first uh, 150 green roof professionals. So um, that's one avenue I, I see uh, developing uh, living walls, which is sort of literally the, the side of your building or the inside of your building um, becoming a, a green living garden is uh, something that's of uh, incredible amount of interest for me. Looking outside of Quebec to um, Quebec is a great market. I love being in Montreal. I'll always be in Montreal. Um, I'm a big Montrealer, and uh, but I but I would like to start doing things um, further afield. And I think I've got the team and the experience now, and the comfort level with what we do and how we do it to be able to say I can take on a project wherever. So um, those now, are the be, being environmentally friendly and green is certainly uh, one of the one of the achievements that many companies are are trying to get to today. So in the landscaping business and design of, uh, of homes and rooftop gardens it's clearly got to be in the future and in it is it difficult to move from traditional to the new green are there new uh, new styles new uh, materials new plants that you really have to get to know is this a, a big education and do you have to educate your customers as well perhaps they don't know either how do you deal with that yeah it's a huge uh, it's a huge transition um, especially on the client level uh, that's one of the things when I started the business is I was determined to do is I was going to educate the clients on what a garden was and what it was involved in creating a garden. I mean, especially at the cost levels, a lot of clients will renovate their bathroom and spend, I don't know, $30,000 on renovating their master bathroom. But to spend $30,000 on redoing the whole front of their house was like, uh, you know, mind-blowing. Um, and uh, especially things with green roofs. Green roof is a, is a very complex system. Um, I've already witnessed one one client here in Montreal who had a green roof done, and the guy basically put put uh, garden earth and threw it up on the on the roof, and and voila, a whole pile of weeds. And it's not at all <laughs> the same system uh, on the roof as it is in the garden. So it's going to be um, we're developing the the tools to be able to explain those th types of things to the clients and educate them. And we'd like to do a lot of uh, lunch and learns and and visiting with architects and and other people that are going to need these these tools in their, or feathers in their caps. So. Are you a struggling business owner? Well, uh, you can weather the storm, and our guest has done just that. He's a landscape architect, architect excuse me, Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. If you have a question, give us a call right now at 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. Dan Delmar along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. This is What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. What keeps you up nights on CJAD, a new show that's all about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening is landscape architect Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design. And uh, Stuart, we're talking a little bit about, uh, I guess, the green revolution, I guess you could call it, and how um, lately, uh, while well, a lot of buildings are having green roofs and you're talking about green walls, um, do you think it's a, a worth, worthwhile investment at this point for, whether, for a new homeowner maybe or for a business? owner to sort of invest in uh, green technology? Is that where you see a lot of um, construction money going? Yes, I think I, I, I think in the in the short term, um, there's a, especially for corporations, it's a, there's a huge upside in terms of the marketing potential because it's something relatively new. And I if they want to show themselves as a green business, it's, 
they can be one of the first people on board and promote it and use it um, or get more benefits out of it than just the added benefits of a green roof. Um, but a, in, in essence, a green roof um, will cost you about twice as much as a normal roof. You still need to go through all the waterproofing that you would do on a normal roof. And then you have the various layers of growing medium and root barriers and things that'll add up to then the planting. Um, but it has uh, it extends the life of your roof twice as long. So instead of changing your roof usually every 15 to 20 years, it'll be every 35 to 40 years. Um, so for people that are going to own a building or be in a building for a long, long time, there's a huge upside. If you can get it specced into the to the building when you're building a new building, you can actually spec the HVAC systems to um, be more efficient because you have less um, heat being evaporated in the winter and uh, you have less cooling requirements in the summer. You've got um, heat island effect, which is a basically uh, the, the roof heats up to extreme temperatures in the, in the summer and, and emits all this heat to the city that makes the city hotter than if you drive an hour outside of the city. Uh, Stormwater management is huge. This is a huge thing for the cities. If, if everybody had a green roof, green roofs capture about 85% of the stormwater. So all the sewers that you see overflowing these days and gushing and having problems, which are huge maintenance problems for the um, for the cities and huge investments, um, that's a that's a big upside. Plus habitat and green and all the other good things that come with it. So when you're thinking about the these green ideas and being environmentally friendly, is this is this all your thought process? Do you do your employees or your your team they also uh, brainstorm with you, they, they stay up to date, or you, you kind of keep them up to date with all these new matters? Yeah, this is something literally really new for us. We've I've worked on it this past summer and this winter where we actually we, we had our first meeting to sort of give an overview, and now we're going to be going a lot more into the technical sides of it. Um, last winter I took an initiative, uh, one of my staff, I sort of, he's my green czar, um, and uh, I had him come up with a sort of a proposal, all the ways we could make our business a lot m greener on site, in the office, uh, with our clients, um, in, in just day to day. Um, and we're now carrying that to the next level, and we're going to start implementing a lot of these things. It sounds, it certainly sounds like, I mean, the passion you have for, for this type of business, the, not just the, the green evolution, but certainly the landscaping, the design, the service to your to your customers is is certainly tops in your mind. If if there's some bit of it of, of of information, of pearls of wisdom, of advice you can give the the entrepreneur starting his business, running his business, involving the team, what would it be? I would say um, first and foremost, um, make sure whatever business you get into is is one of your passions in life. Um, if it's not one of your passions, I, I don't think long term you're going to be you're going to be giving uh, your 100% all the time, and it's going to take you where you want to want it to go. Um, so really, make really spend time thinking about what your passions are in life. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, I've really learned there's a gift in everything. So even when it's the the really bad things, and you're you're at the time you're cursing and wondering what the hell. Um, but find the gift in everything. Learn from your mistakes. Uh, and try to make mistakes because you learn so much more by making a mistake than being a success. And uh, if you can, if you can do those things, and then I'd say lastly is find really good people uh, that that complement you really well. That um, be true to yourself. Know what your strengths are. Don't try to do everything um, because you can't do everything. And uh, find the right people. Stuart Webster of Stuart Webster Design, uh, thank you so much for coming in this evening. It's been my pleasure. And uh, Josh, uh, what can we expect uh, in the coming weeks on What Keeps You Up Nights? Next week we have Duocom. Uh, it's a really fascinating story. 
their leader in audio and visual uh, services company. And they started this company, private enterprise. They went, they took it public, didn't work out necessarily, so they went back to owning it privately. It's an amazing story. You're really going to enjoy hearing it. And uh, you can tune in next week, next Monday evening at 7 p.m. for another edition of What Keeps You Up Nights. You can reach Fuller Landau uh, during business hours at 514-875-2865. That's 875-2865. Or visit their website, flmontreal.com. Coming up next, the news and then The Ryan Doyle Show on Montreal's News Talk Leader, CJAD 800.